0: Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter. Uh, today we have uh, Shaylee, we have Chris, welcome Chris, and we have Kat, and we have Layla. And today we're going to talk about, uh, we're still going to continue our, our uh, what do you call that? Oh, I always forget this word. Our series, uh, lives After Death, but today we're going to talk about uh, the wedding of Christ, which we call them, I love this, with the wedding bells. Um, and I want you guys to understand that, just maybe maybe to uh, just kind of, you know, ramp this up because we got to go from zero to hundred, like. In six seconds, right? I want to take you that when we say that we're going to get married to Christ, we're not talking about uh, a marriage that is uh, like the earthly one, right? Like the woman doesn't, uh, you know, like the woman, you know, takes care of the man, and the man takes care of the of the woman. But this, but this marriage is more of a helper. Uh, When you guys, when you guys see the 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 Bible when it talks to about the ser, it means a perfect help so remember that also the bible says that everything that's in heaven uh, is is already like a shadow here right so the same the same way that uh that jesus loved the church the man should love this woman his woman and the one that he married that's the one he should be faithful to just like jesus was been faithful to to the to the to the church right um and just you know there's so many ways but i want you guys to understand and i want you guys to take away from your minds to think about, uh, you know, a marriage like a cooking marriage, and you know, we're gonna go on a honeymoon type of deal. That's not gonna happen. But we're here to help Christ, and that's the way that it should be. But now, wedding bells, right? It's funny because because wedding bells are important because you hear them right before or right after a wedding. Right? And and what I've, what I've loved about this is that we must be prepared to be the bride of Christ. That's what this whole thing is about. This is why we're here. This is why we come to church. This is why we are part of a community in a church. This is why you must love your brothers and sisters. And this is why the most most important part, the body of Christ is in First Corinthians. We see that everybody has a different part of Christ. And we are going to marry Christ as a bride as well. Um, I think that should be another topic, but let's just go. But I was going to tell you guys that in the Bible, uh, this is this is what I what I just found this and I haven't even finished uh, speaking about it, but I want to share it to you guys. You can <laughs> see in the Bible that Jesus, when Jesus comes, he comes around and he goes around, and everywhere he preaches, he would do miracles. But in very few instances, he does miracles on women. And I was just seeing this, right? For example, in Matthew nine twenty, there was the one that with the flow of blood, right? And she was healed. The Matthew fifteen, it says uh, the one that uh, let me see uh, the one the woman that her daughter was uh, filled uh, in the demon, and she goes, please heal my please heal my uh, what's it called my my daughter, and he goes, no, I'm not here for you, but I'm here for the people in Judea, and she goes, yeah, but even the dogs eat the crumbs from the table. The table. It, it, there's two uh, in Matthew twenty six. Uh, remember the he heals um, the woman. Well, he doesn't heal her, but he he likes what he what she does. Uh, the one that breaks her, her oil on, on his head yeah. and then uh, not breaks on his head, right? But, yeah. <laughs>
1: but you know,
0: he, he, she, she breaks her alabastro and puts it yeah. on his head. Oh, no. Another woman is the woman uh, of the water. Remember that how he heals her spiritually. He heals her spiritually. Tells her, Give me a drink. And then he just continues to just dr- drop the mic and drop the mic after. he goes. Oh, you know, your husband's not the one that you have right now. And she's like, how do you know this? And then, you know, there, there's a few women that comes by and he does that. And, the reason why I want to tell you guys this, and this is the reason why I want to, and I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take like five more minutes. Uh, the reason why I want to kind of connect this to the wedding bells is because Jesus did this, not just, not just. I don't think Jesus does anything out of, out of uh, you know just pure coincidence, yeah. but He does this, and He chose these women to heal, and He completely stopped His way or done to just heal these women, as a shadow of how to prepare. The bride in the second coming. If you guys see, Jesus is preparing women all around. If you guys see, before he dies, before he goes to the cross, he goes and prepares women and women and women and women and women. When he dies and resurrects, who does he present himself first? Two women. And that is a shadow of how the bride will actually meet him. In the Bima of, uh, like he would be when he comes back in the second coming, he's gonna show up to who, to a woman, mm-hmm. a spiritual woman as a bride, it's showing a bride. up. And the reason how, and the reason uh, and how we should know that the wedding bells and we should be prepared as a bride is how he healed the women and how he helped uh, the woman in the flow of blood, the woman that was, you know, bent uh, backwards with her, with her spirit. And there's a lot of women that needed help. And the way we should see is, and we want to be ready. We should see these miracles and actually let God do the same miracles in our church and in ourselves in order to become that bride that he is waiting for.
2: I was going to <laughs> add on how wonderful how wonderful that example is and how, um, how Jesus, like, did these with, like, all these women. And honestly, thank the Lord, I'm a woman. <laughs> when you hear stories like that, it's like, wow, God really does favor us a lot. He loves. And Yeah, he does. And, and I think, like, as, as the bride, it's very important to, like, prepare ourselves for that day. And it's so wonderful how God uses, like, these examples, like, for us to understand. Because if you think about a wedding today, like, you know, like, the bride or even the groom, like both, like they make sure like they work out, they eat good, so like they look fit, like they fit in the dress and you know, they look good and presentable for that day, they make sure that everything's in order and you know, you know, there's like there's like little like uh, things that happen in there, like oh my god, it's crazy and everything like that, which is normal, right? Because you're 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 gonna get married and you want everything to be like perfect so that's exactly how we should see it as like knowing that Christ is gonna come back for a bride, it's it's something that we have to like think about like within ourselves too like he's not gonna come for a bride that's immature he's gonna come for a bride that's mature and since we're all like part of the bride the bible says that everyone has like a different um like a we're all part of the same body but we all have different functions Uh, but each individually we all form this body right so that means that us as like the bride it's not like, oh, I'm the bride, what's up, like, by myself. No, I'm the bride, you're the bride, you're the bride, you're the bride, you're the bride. So that means that eventually, since we're all together, we all have to get along. Like, if we have some immaturity in us, we have to let that go, because uh, immaturity is not going to be wanted by by a groom like cr- like Christ, right, that wants somebody that's, like, like, mature, that is good, that is ready, right? And that's something important to, like, think about, because... Um, queen that came into mind was um esther and esther obviously had a help which was her her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law was noemi right and you can tell like just by <laughs> just by like simple like simple characteristics that esther was doing that you can show you can tell that she was very mature because somebody much mat- immature like if somebody like noemi told her like hey when boaz is asleep go down to his feet and lay there dude if somebody told me like go lay at somebody's feet And if I were immature, I'd be like, bro, that's disgusting. (laughs) You really think I'm going to go lay in this man's feet? Like, I don't even know. And, you know, back then, like, I'm pretty sure they didn't use, like, (laughs) shoes, you know? (laughs) So it's, like, all dusty with calluses. And and she would have been like, dude, that's disgusting. But, no, she was so obedient. She was like, you know what? I'm going to go do that. And, you know, like, the mother-in-law, she was, the mother-in-law? No, the suegra the yeah ending yeah. m- okay yeah. yeah i was like wait wait okay yeah the mother in law she was like helping her out <coughs> so she can be like um prepared right and noemi is a figure of the holy spirit which means don't think like don't think that you're going to have to get prepared like by yourself no you you're, you're going to have help the holy spirit here's to to help you to become mature and that's that's so beautiful to think of because <laughs> for a woman to like think of like a wedding day it's like precious like it's it's like valuable it's like a day where you like make a big decision it's a day that you look forward to and then and then you know like Christ is also waiting for you too. but remember he's coming for a bride that's mature just like Esther was so obedient, so ready to do what her what her mother-in-law was telling her to do and that's that's beautiful because then what happens Boaz becomes like her husband and he's like, yeah you. I want you as my wife, bro. And then happily ever after. And Dude, I
0: love how you explain this stuff. <laughs> 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 I'm literally at the movies, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's it's like a beautiful story because Esther, those small characteristics showed how like obedient and mature she was, and that's that's the stature that we should reach day and day. Go ahead.
1: And just since you since you talked about Esther, um, just to touch on that, becoming and preparing yourself to become the bride, um, it. T- It's not something that happens just overnight. It's gonna be something that takes time. So like, as it says in the story of Esther, um, Esther 2.12, before a young woman could take her turn to go in before the king, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments, six months with oil, and six months with perfumes and cosmetics. So basically uh, the king wanted her and she had that dedication um, and how much she wanted to be with the king that she stuck through those 12 months of bettering herself, growing um, more of who she is, um, so that she'd be able to be that perfect bride to the king. Uh, so I thought, uh, just to touch on your Esther, that was
2: like an awesome example. Wait, uh, can I correct myself real quick? I accidentally said Esther, it's Ruth. My bad, Esther? yeah. Thought, no. It's Ruth and not me, sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, that was my bad. No, and Esther, Esther's no, a good, yeah, Esther's always yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's,
2: she's another queen, too.
0: yeah. I, I just wanted to let you guys know something, it's because we just because what you guys were saying is very important from the beginning of, of men of men remember I, I know I, I always want to hit this but I just want you guys to understand how the world wants to switch everything around now the world is telling that a man should be ready for a woman to get married right right it should be right right because now if you ask him they're like oh how much should a man uh, you know make so you can get married like the man should prepare. a man a man should be prepared for a woman but in reality that's not how it is and I, I, I don't I'm not sexist at all I love women I love all of you guys. Most of you guys are women, and 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 I've seen you guys all grown up. And I know I joke around, but you know that I don't treat you guys any less, and I give you guys your your place. But I want to yeah. tell you guys that, out of Adam, a woman was brought to him, for him, the the bride of Christ was made to be mature, not for herself. Christ did not get ready for the bride, but the bride gets ready for Christ. If we lose that then we start losing this. So you guys were saying the bride gets ready for the man. Go ahead. Yes.
3: What I was going to say based off literally every single one of your guys' points is just how, how to get ready for the bride for, for Christ. I mean, and how to be ready for a bride. But a lot of these examples that we're saying here is I'm saying that we have to humble ourselves before the Lord. And it says, and he will exalt us later. And, and in Matthew 16, 24 it says here. Then Jesus said to his followers, If any of you want to be my follower, if AK Bride, aka you know, um, going with with uh, Jesus, you must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. You must be willingly um, to carry you must yeah, you must be willing to carry the cross that is given to you for following me. So saying that if you like doing any uh, any anything besides um, going with Christ or going with Church of what we're saying, no 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 no, you have to stop doing that because you have to now prepare yourself. Be like, okay, you know what? I'm I want to I want to be the bride of Jesus. I want to be His follower. I want to uh, please Jesus. So now you're like, okay, everything that I had. Of, get rid of it. Get rid of it. I don't mm-hmm. care how long it's going to take. Get, like how Christian was saying, it was just like, oh, it was months of months of work that Esther was doing. Mm-hmm. And it could even take years, guys. It's not going to take one day, another, like mm-hmm. he was saying. But it's going to take a long time. And in James 4, 6, it says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it is says that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble, saying that if he sees that you're humble in yourself, He's going to give you so much grace, and he's going to be like, you know what? You know what? Yeah, you did humble yourself. You did prepare yourself to be my bride. Okay, you are my bride. This is what I love about you. But if you exalt yourself, it says that you will end up being humbled, but not in a good way, guys. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be humbled in a good way. Mm -hmm. You're going to be shown, oh, you don't want to be humbled? Okay, let me show you what is humbling let me show you what it is to be down because you said that oh i'm so good i'm actually i'm too prideful to get rid of my old ways to get rid of my life but um what's it called no god is going to show you okay if you want to be like that you will be humbled but the humbled he will exalt
4: i kind of like the way you mentioned about idolatry in a sense um when i picked up when i picked it up from so let's take it to like um i guess like a a physical aspect, right? So, like, let's uh, say a husband and a wife, right? They each and every day, when they were like getting to know each other, of course, there's some things they like and some things they don't like from each other, right? right? And then, like, obviously, like, was it like through that stage, you're there to correct each other and say, hey, this is what I believe is best for you, of course, right? And let's take it to like, um, like once they get married and stuff like that, like their priorities are quote unquote set straight, yeah. right? So, let's say, um, like, um, the wife comes from a long day of work, let's say. And the wife should not be working <laughs> men should provide but okay. whatever <laughs> that's not the point but pretty much let's say homeboy was just like literally playing like video games all day his priority is now on the wife of course right yeah. and and like was it it's like well i was out there grinding you was out here playing games like yeah. what <laughs> you're like right it doesn't make sense right and taking it to like a spiritual aspect like what's it like we kind of have like idolatry inside of us of course right to become you know, like, was it like an actual like bride for Christ? We have to get rid of the things we desire the most, yeah. right? So, in terms of idolatry, idolatry can be anything, right? And for us, it can be, you know, it can be games, it can be, um it can be people, it can be, you know, things that you desire, of course, right? Like, was it like just small things? Like, was it if it's distracting you from your relationship with God, as I mentioned, like with the example of the the games with the the, the husband? Like, was it like um if it distracts our relationship then at that point we have to learn to get rid of it because not only does it actually distract us from the goal that we're trying to attain number one but number two it actually like was it like i guess it blocks us the path It's just like i don't know how am i going to see this end game um to get to be god's bride well sorry Jesus' bride and it doesn't make sense because how are you able to attain a goal when you yourself are not working to get to that standard if that makes sense which I believe is super important that we have to ourselves have to get rid of the idolatry things that we, we try and please because you know when we go to church of course like was it like we're here to serve God right we're not here to like you know be like the quote unquote best and the great for God because that's good like you can be dancing in the front you can be worshipping with all your heart literally drenched with all your sweat blood and tears but God knows your heart he knows that at home you know like was it as the last podcast we discussed that sorry I'm like hearing like little things but yeah like was it like um as we discussed that was it like you know like was it like God knows our hearts and knows where our hearts lie in like was it like does it lie on the path for the bride or does it lie on the path of our desires but yeah that was like a little bit of um, a thought I gave that's all yeah
5: actually I wanted to go back a little bit sorry if I disturbing anything but um of what Sherry was saying about humbling herself and uh, going back to what Christian was saying of Esther and Esther 214 in the evening of the young woman would go to the king's palace and in the morning she would return to another area where the king where the king's woman lived and she would place under the care of a namain named something like that sorry um, he was a king's um, urge in charge of the slave woman she would not this is the one this is the part that I wanted to focus on she would not go back to the king again unless he was pleased with her and he would call her by her name, by name, to come back to him. And mm-hmm. like Shirley was saying like about humbling yourself um, and about preparing ourselves to be the bride, like you have to, um, you have to prepare yourself and you have to be, like, pr- yeah, you have to prepare yourself in order to be presented to the king. You have to humble yourself in order to show yourself to the person because when you're showing yourself to the king, you have to, um, yeah, you have to be presentable. You have to be prepared. You know how Christian was saying how Esther, she took months and months of treatment and skincare, and she even changed her diet too yeah. in order to present herself in towards the king, and you have to humble yourself to be um, presented so you can be the best towards him. And because of, because of her humbling herself, she mm-hmm. was favored by the king, mm-hmm. and he saw her differently from the others because she prepared herself with the person who was in charge of doing and and the the point I wanted to say was the fact that she didn't dress herself like how she wanted to she dressed herself like how he wanted to dress her you know like how he liked and we have to do the same thing to ourselves we don't have to do we don't have to prepare ourselves with the things that oh Um, I like this, let me prepare myself with this. No, do it like how God wants us to do it. Prepare ourselves with humbleness, prepare ourselves with love, loving one another, preparing ourselves with patience. And yeah, that was just a little comment. You know what
3: example that I like saying when this topic um, comes up? is I always say the same example, but it's just super true and it's easy to understand. It's like, imagine someone that does wrong and wrong and wrong, like in real life, and they create felonies and stuff and they're in jail, right? But when they come out of jail, are they going to still... B- wear the same like jail jail jailer? Jailer? Uh, jailer 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 clothes no they're not they're like no you know what i finally come out of jail they m- m- if they came to a realization saying that oh i don't want to be that old man anymore i want to be a new man now they're gonna change their clothes they're like Layla was saying that they're now gonna be filled and not be f- be filled by the word and not be stuck by p- doing your old ways but that means that's saying that, oh, you're going to change your clothes. You're going to change to a new clothes, to a better man, to a nice looking man or, w- uh, I mean, w- or mm-hmm. woman, um, you know, you have to listen to the word. Now you're doing good things. Now you have to stay consistent within the word. And it's not like, oh, I changed my clothes once and then, oh, like that that's it, you know, like t- tomorrow i'm gonna go back to the jailer clothes no you don't identify yourself like that anymore mm-hmm. you have to be consistent and you have to be consistent in the word and then and it says here in first corinthians 15 58 it says so my dear brothers and sisters stand strong don't let anything change you always give yourselves fully to the work of the lord you know that your work in the lord is never wasted saying that keep consistent stay consistent be in the, in, in the word. Be with the Lord. And no matter how long it takes to prepare yourself to be a bride, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Because at the end, we're the ones trying to fight to be his bride and not to be like, oh, halfway. Like, if you give half, you're going to get half and be like, no. Like, don't be the ones after where, where Jesus was like, okay, I never knew you. You just served just to serve. But you never served me wholeheartedly. And you never actually prepared your spirit. But be the ones that stayed steadfast and prepared their spirit to be the bride and he's like okay yes you are my bride
2: true i love that you're saying that because obviously a bride perseveres and a bride is willing to do anything just like esther and the opposite queen or you know queen quote unquote queen that was uh the opposite of esther was queen vashti and she was the queen that you know the king would give her a command and she was like nah no thanks and would did that make the king? Very angry. So imagine us as, like, the bride immature that we can be all the time is that we can be like her and be like, nah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to listen to you. Who do you... Or maybe another thing that I can see in her is that she was not submissive at all. And a bride, you know, like in the literal sense, she's submissive to, like, the husband. And when we know and understand submission here on earth, guess what? We're going to go do that when we have an encounter with Christ. And she didn't do that. Like, the king would tell her to do something. She'd be like, no, thanks. And, you know, that, and that itself, just like you were saying, like, when we have the encounter with Christ, he's going to be like, I never knew you. You know, he's going to be mad because we thought that we did so much. And, psych, we didn't do anything at all. And she was one of them that made the king angry because they even had helps. Like the, the eunuchs that Layla was talking about, the eunuchs were there to help them out, to get to get them dressed, to prepare them. And that's like a figure of the Holy Spirit, too. Right. Another. And then of figure the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is here to help you guys. And, was, and we can see it in all these stories, which is honestly so beautiful. And then, you know, she's the queen. That's like the opposite of all these queens that obviously were obedient and she wasn't. And then look at her outcome. They were like trying to talk about, like, what are we going to do to her? like what what's going to be her punishment? And guys, I hope we don't get punished. <laughs> Although, yeah, we know God is merciful, but he's also angry too. Don't forget that. Yeah.
3: I love how you mentioned that too because in Matthew 18:4, it describes saying that if you want to be in God's presence, you have to humble yourself like a child. And okay. what does that mean? Like um it, like a child? Like why do I have to act like a child, you yeah. know? But when you think of like a normal child, A normal child doesn't know what to do, but obeys their parent and loves their parent endlessly. And whenever the parent says, oh, don't do this, there goes a child not doing it. Sometimes we're a little like, "Okay, nah, I don't want to do it, you know, and that's bad. But when a child they're they're so like innocently like, oh, yes, mama, do whatever you want. And always wanting their mom, always wanting their dad, always just always wanting to be with their with their guardians, you know, and. That's exactly what God tells us to, to to do. It says the greatest person in God's kingdom is the one who makes himself humble like, the, like a child. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we have to be like, okay, you know, obedient. We have to love him. We have to serve him. We have to do the things that he told us to do in the bible it's not like he he's he didn't tell us to do anything and we're like oh i don't you never told me to do anything no he's telling us so don't be like greedy or don't be stubborn like uh what you say Vashti. vashti vashti don't be like her but be humbled like a child and be like you know what lord i'll serve you
1: and just to um touch on what you said about um trusting in god and and uh trusting in him completely with all your heart and how it kind of ties into children listening to their parents Um, in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths so it's basically like if you were a child you know if a child wants to touch a hot stove they might really want to touch it but if their parent comes along and is like hey that's going to burn you they might still really really want to touch it but they're going to listen to their parents and be like okay you know maybe this is not the right idea and because they listen to their parents they're not going to get burned which is how um with trusting in the lord with everything that you do and following him with all your heart he's gonna lead you on that straight path
0: you know i was gonna tell you guys i was gonna tell you guys that uh, uh since we were, t- we're talking about you know how to get ready as a as a bride right and everything uh, d- jesus continuously speaks about virgins and speaks about you know he called up to marry uh, you know the king or get married to a, to a person or bridegroom right and then there's a parable where Jesus speaks in Matthew 25 I want to read it to you guys if you guys don't mind um, it says I think I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to paraphrase it it says that the kingdom of heaven is like 10 virgins and listen, listen in order to be a good bride there was 10 foolish ones so if you're foolish you don't get in and there's 10 wise ones 10 foolish didn't want to go and get oil for the lamps. And five, well, and the five wise ones got a flask of, of oil extra, right? And this is, this is what I love about, th- about this. Then, the bridegroom was delayed, and they all became drowsy and slept. So imagine that.
5: Excuse me. Bless you.
0: Ah. <laughs> Bless
5: you.
0: Look, so they all became drowsy and slept. But there was a cry. At midnight, there was a cry. The groom was coming by. And then the five foolish ones come up and tell the wise ones, Mm -hmm. hey, let us get some of your oil so we can use it in our lamps." And the wise, wise virgins tell them, no, 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 I cannot let you borrow some because there might not be enough for me and for you together. Why don't you go out and go buy some? And when you come by, we can all leave, right? As they left to go buy this oil, the bridegroom comes, gets all the virgins that were ready to go, and they all go to the feast. As they were leaving... The, the virgins come and they find nobody home so they know they're at the feast they go and the and the door was shut and listen to this verse it says after after the other virgins came also saying Lord Lord open 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 us open open to us it says but he answered truly truly I say to you I do not know you once again just like in Matthew 7 21 watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour so what does this mean number one in order to go to the wedding guys in order to become the bride that God is looking for we must not be foolish foolish is something that you guys do not understand i think i think i think i didn't understand it before and i think i still don't understand it to be foolish is to not understanding if you guys read proverbs you know what proverbs says about the foolish it says that their backs are meant to be beaten with a rod that means that foolish people do not understand Foolish people do not read Proverbs. Foolish people cannot take any, uh, how do I say this? Any, any. How do you say when somebody corrects you? Any advice? any, Any advice? Any correction? The foolish people. Even the Bible says that the foolish people don't. It's 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 foolish to give the fool advice. If you are foolish, you cannot be the bride of the Lord. One other thing, and if you're wise, then you will listen to advice. If you're wise, you will listen to correction. And if you're wise, you will follow what the book of the Lord says, which is this. Remember the Bible also says, uh, the Bible also says that not only from bread the man shall live, but every word from God, uh, it comes out of his mouth. So this is what comes out of his mouth. We should live from his word. We should prepare with the candles, or not with the candles, but with the of oil, and their lamps. And the lamp and the flaskers, oil, uh, Typify also the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is present every single time here. But I want to tell you guys that in order to be the people, in order to be the the, the right people for for Christ, is to be wise. And I want to tell you guys something just before you guys continue. Keep in mind that they were all virgins. Mm -hmm. That means they were kept. That means they were taken care of. And yet not all of them got married. Not all of them to the went to the banquet. Not all of them went to the party. But some stay. So not every single one that keeps themselves
4: will go. Yes. Yeah. So I also wanted to say as well as that we also need to understand, you know, the voice of our own father, of course. Right. And I believe it's a huge and important understanding that we all need to do that, of course. Right. Because it says right here in Matthew 23, 9. And don't call anyone on your earth your father because you only have one father and he is in heaven right and it says that plain and clear words right just for easy for everyone to understand you know there's no way around it <laughs> right because you know like going back to like a uh, little bit of the idolatry thing as well you know like what's it like we tend to like look out and look at others and be like okay you know like what was it let me see what benefits me and what's going to try and help me outside from god in order to like what's i like, get closer to him it's like no. Why are you going to go to a secondary source when you can just go to the primary source to get closer to God, right? Because once we understand God's God's heart, just like David was, David did, right? We're able to understand how it is to actually be a bride. Of course, you know, we're we're able to understand, you know, like what's it, the small things. What what make what tries to make his like mind think, of course, right? But obviously, guys, we are human and we make mistakes twenty four seven, of course, right? We we even sin like when we don't even realize it, right? Which is honestly like when I. F- found out like was it like um like was it like that we send like on like a daily basis without us even knowing it's it's crazy honestly <laughs> but like was it like um i really like this verse because like was it like not only does it say in plain words that like was it like that god is our one and only father but it says like it also is like implying as well as like not to have any other like s- other spiritual types of fathers right don't look at other anyone else in terms of like what's it like of lead like um in leadership of course like what's it like don't look at someone like as like oh like their god because they're spilling me like was it like some doctrine of course but we're looking at them as like yes they're being used as a vessel so we can be able to receive god's word of course and i believe it's a beautiful thing because not only number one it it shows us like how to get closer to to God, of course, but that's only like a, a sprinkle to the step, of course, like a sprinkle to the cake, of course, right? But we also need to like learn on our own time to get closer to God on our own because, um, you know, getting to know the bride, of course, like was it being the bride, excuse me, you have to know who, I guess you can say the husband is, right? The groom, right? And how are you supposed to do that when someone tells you that about them? You know what I'm saying? doesn't make sense for someone to tell you, like, oh, this guy's great. He has great manners and everything like that. But no, <laughs> like, it's your responsibility to get to know this person, because not only does it show you dedication, <coughs> but it shows character that you're actually dedicated to this person. Um, well, in this case, Christ, that you want him as, you know, as a bride, of course. But yeah, that was like a little thought. That, 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 that's beautiful.
0: I, look, I think I think in order in order to to just become God's bride, we must understand that we must die to ourselves. And I think that's the best way to explain it that's the best way to understand it is that and you know what uh, you know you know what is also uh, like most of you guys are in relationships so I, I can actually tell you guys this um for example what happens if your partner starts saying bad things about you guys, about themselves what's what's the first thing you go see don't say that don't say that like like you there's there's something in you that goes wait i don't see you that way right and, and it's funny how it's funny how you know the bride and the grooms like they, they don't like when they're, you know, you nobody likes to be spoken bad about themselves. Like, for example, I like to say, hey, you know, I'm fat. And, you know, and so people say, no, no don't, don't call yourself that, right? Because they, they care for me, right? Or even though it's true, you, you don't want people to hurt yourself. So we must understand as well that as as a bride, we must not be speaking bad about anybody in our body mm-hmm. because your body doesn't speak about bad about yourself. And if they do, people that love you go out, hey, don't say that about yourself, right? So, look, I, I think in order to be the bride i don't think we should be i don't think we should sh- like i think we should strive to be perfect but i don't think we can be there so i think we need god's grace in order to reach there so i think what we should be doing is simple stuff we should be for example uh we should have a diet a spiritual diet at least we should have a spiritual diet saying hey you know what i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna do this and lord the rest you take because everything else you know i think might be a little bit too much um, but guys, I think that's it for our podcast. God bless you guys. May I, I hope may this word uh, gone to your hearts and made understand. If you guys didn't understand, please give us a uh, you know send us a message, yes. and um, see you guys next week. Take care. God bless.